From the Capitol in Madison, this is WIS Politics Midday. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Kelnhofer with WISPolitics.com, here with a midday podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm joined by my colleague Kate Morton in the office in Madison to talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on absentee ballot drop boxes. So, Kate, why don't you break down the top line issue here? What did the Supreme Court say about whether or not we can use ballot drop boxes in future elections? Well, Adam, they ruled that absentee drop boxes are illegal in the state. This is a highly anticipated ruling. Um, but it has definitely led to some questions about what it could mean for the state. So one thing that they didn't clarify in this ruling is whether or not people can collect absentee ballots and put them in the mail for others, something that critics have referred to as ballot harvesting. And in addition, the dissent in the ruling noted that the majority didn't draw a distinction between manned and unmanned drop boxes. So that has led to a little bit of confusion over what that exactly means for elections in the future. Yeah, and Kate, these ballot drop boxes have been an issue since the 2020 elections when the presidential elections became such a hot-button topic in Wisconsin, in large part due to the fact that uh, major municipalities, Milwaukee and uh, Madison and, and other major municipalities across Wisconsin started using absentee ballot drop boxes to allow those who wanted to vote absentee, who who received their absentee ballot in the mail to uh, drop their ballot off at a um, an unmanned drop box, kind of like a mailbox, but not quite the same thing. Um, and a lot of Republicans took issue with that. They saw it as a tactic of kind of ballot harvesting, as you talked about earlier, um, and they said that that's illegal. However, there's actually no state law against ballot harvesting, despite concerns from Republicans. So, um, even if people were doing ballot harvesting during that 2020 election, it's not illegal. Uh, but that didn't stop a lot of Republicans from trying to um, basically nullify hundreds, more than 100,000 votes from Milwaukee and Madison. Most of those were Democratic votes. Um, that's not a surprise considering both of those cities usually vote uh, mostly Democratic in elections. Yes, Adam. And we also saw former President Donald Trump really applaud this ruling and put some extra pressure on Assembly Speaker Robin Voss to consider and actually go through with decertifying the electoral votes in 2020 for Biden. He really ramped up that pressure again today on Truth Social, calling him a longtime professional rhino, always looking to guard his flank and saying he would do nothing about this decision and trying to decertify. So he's gotten some very strict criticism from Trump and we also saw another call to decertify this week. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, Kate. So uh, this week we heard from State Representative Tim Ramthun of Campbellsport. He's a Republican. Um, he has been raising for quite a while now issues with trying to decertify Wisconsin's 10 electoral college votes for Joe Biden. Um, as we know, the electoral college votes go towards the uh, presidential candidate who received more popular votes in the general election Um and that's how it goes. But uh, Ramthon is seeking to decertify those 10 electoral votes because he says those absentee ballot drop boxes and other issues he says happened with the 2020 election 
point to the fact that a lot of those votes should be nullified and that would basically give Trump the win over Joe Biden. So he tried that last year with an assembly joint resolution, AJR 120, uh, that was specifically to decertify the 10 electors in Wisconsin. And we saw the Joint Rules Committee during the last few minutes of the last session day earlier this year kill that AJR 120 bill by voting it out of that committee, um, basically meaning it would never come to a floor vote. So uh, this is Ramthon's attempt to again push forward this uh measure to decertify those 10 electors. Yes, and one thing that's important to note is multiple reviews have shown there's no widespread fraud in that election, and also that legal experts have said it would be impossible to decertify the election. Yeah, Kate, and another interesting thing about that press conference where Ramthun announced this new measure, uh, he was joined by Republican Attorney General candidate Karen Mueller, who also believes that um, a lot of those votes in the 2020 election should be uh, nullified, basically. And she is also well known for her stance on COVID-19 vaccinations. She says that COVID-19 vaccines have killed a lot of people in hospitals, and she wants to find out why that is. Um, There is no evidence to support that claim. But Ramthon was also joined by Assembly Campaigns and Elections Committee Chair Janelle Branchin. She's a Republican from Menominee Falls, and she has been also seeking to find what those issues were with the 2020 election. And she actually sent a letter to the Wisconsin Elections Commission asking for a lot of detailed information about our voter rolls, who is included in voter registrations, how voters can access that, how things are changed on the voter rolls, and how people are removed. And Kate, can you tell us what the Elections Commission's response was to that letter? Yes, Adam. So the agency did say that they would be providing that information to Janelle Branchen, except, of course, the majority of the information she requested, at least a good chunk of it, they couldn't provide. And in addition, the cost would be around $4,600 for her request though the agency could absorb those costs. It's also important to note that Branchen has objected to being charged for that information. Yeah, Kate, and in that same Elections Commission hearing where they agreed to send over that information of Branchen, they also did not agree to send out guidance to local clerks on how they should deal with the Supreme Court's decision against using drop boxes. And during an informational press conference after that Elections Commission hearing, Wisconsin Elections Commission Director Megan Wolf said that she feels the group's work with local clerks across the state um, is good enough to make sure that they know how to deal with this new ruling and how to handle absentee ballots and process them in a way that fits within the Supreme Court's ruling. So we'll definitely be watching for how that Supreme Court ruling affects the use of absentee ballots during the August primary and also during the November general election. And it'll also be curious to see if this makes a big impact on how many Wisconsinites vote using absentee ballots in the upcoming elections. So if our listeners want to read more about those absentee ballot drop boxes and the upcoming August primary and November election, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com. But for now, 
I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to another Midday Podcast brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WISPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.